It's another edition of Retire Smarter. Glad you're with us. Walter Storholt alongside Tyler Emmerich, Wealth Advisor, Certified Financial Planner at True Wealth Design, serving you in Northeast Ohio and Southwest Florida, as well as in the greater Pittsburgh area. You can find Tyler and the whole True Wealth team online at truewealthdesign.com. Go check them out today. Tyler, we've got a great conversation today as we are going to be talking about a topic that's been in the news a little bit, or the news has at least helped sparking some of this awareness of folks. And people may be, I mean, we may have some listeners going through what we're going to talk about today right now, mm-hmm. maybe picking up some of the signs, perhaps, that they might be joining this I don't know, crew isn't the right word, but joining this group of folks that might have to go through this situation in their lives. And we're talking about a potential layoff as Mm -hmm. you near retirement. So, hey, I'm almost at the big day, Tyler, but maybe there's some rumblings going on in my company of a potential layoff. We've been seeing this in the the tech news has been making kind of the biggest headlines, right? All the big tech companies kind of doing some layoffs and cutting workforce. And the Fed's been Mm -hmm. talking a lot about this too. So can't wait to get your perspective on this and kind of how do we analyze it? How should we be thinking about it? Especially if we're maybe picking up some signs that, I don't know, we might be on the chopping block. Is that the the, the way to put it? Way to phrase it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and the, I would, the, the, maybe the offer sheet might, might be coming <laughs> yes. our way, perhaps. Well, yeah, heck, there might even be some listeners here, um, Walt, that are sitting there going, Why are we talking about layoffs? I mean, wasn't the unemployment rate at historically low rates? Yes, that's 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 true. Um, I think in January it was around about 3.4%. That's a good point that, that yeah. this maybe almost doesn't track initially. Right. Well, you look back, I look back through some of the data. I mean, that that's the lowest unemployment rate we've seen since 1969. So the wow. late 60s. Um, and it's not a new story. I mean, right, you turn on the news channel, you're, you're, you're going to hear these numbers. It's well reported. I think most listeners are going to be familiar with it. But I don't know if that story, sort of what you alluded to, it, it really tells the whole story, especially depending on the industry that you're in. You brought up the tech industry. I mean, you, you look at the employment landscape over you know, the last six months or so, a lot of the big name firms in the tech industry have announced layoffs. Microsoft, Google, I mean, Amazon, I think it was like 3% of their corporate workforce. Facebook, or correct me, I'm sorry, Meta, uh, it was about 13% of their workforce that was laid off. I mean, those are pretty those are staggering numbers. numbers. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And we're, we're starting to see it, I would argue we're starting to see it spread. To, to other industries. I know here locally, um, you know, a few of the big companies like Goodyear, for example, big employer here in Northeast Ohio, um, they're cutting 5% of their global workforce, uh, salaried workforce, like 500 positions or so. Um, they just announced that here in January. And maybe even more specifically, the hospital systems, um, you know, and some of the negative news that's coming out with their profitability. Um, UH, a, a large hospital system in the area here, uh, they let off more than 100 employees and eliminated over 300, 300 unfilled job uh, wow. uh, job postings. So it's I hard, think the hard loss- to picture that being the case <laughs> this close off the heels of the pandemic, right? You got it, right? I mean, when you see operating losses, I think theirs for the first eight months of 2022 is like almost 200 million dollars of operating losses I mean that's um, that's a big deficit uh, to be running in, in a particular year so if you find yourself in one of these industries or at a company where you're concerned about their financial health and you're on that doorstep of retirement uh, you know, today we just want to kind of talk about how you can prepare for that and what some of your options might be and what you what you should be really looking out for um, because 
if you don't get laid off, hey, that's great. But the studies and the stats are really show that even if you don't get laid off, the reality is you're, you're probably not going to work as long as you expect. I have these conversations all the time where people think they're going to work longer than they actually do. One of the studies that we reference uh, each year is put out by the Employee Benefits Research Institute. They do a retirement confidence survey, send it out to a few thousand people or so uh, each year. And they're trying to engage a few things with um, individuals that are working and about retirement. And um, what that study has consistently found that a large percentage of those retirees in the workforce actually leave earlier than what they planned. Almost half. Well, that's a pretty big number, right? Half of individuals retire before they expect to. It's That's a big number, yeah. Yeah. And it's not really all, I wouldn't say it's all good reasons. I mean, you know, about a third of those individuals that retired early, uh, they do so because of some type of hardship, uh, health problems, disability, not related to COVID. Um, so about a third for that. Um, and then about another third, not quite, but about another third are retiring early because of a change at their company, you know, layoff or restructuring or uh, something of the like. So what that means is there's a pretty considerable gap uh, between workers' expectations and retirees' experience. And when we kind of put this into a little bit more perspective here, um, you know, those later working years tend to be both the highest earning and the highest savings, right? I mean, yeah, kids are out of the house, maybe your mortgage is paid off. And if those years are cut short, that can be a huge derailment uh, on your retirement. Um, so we want to be mindful of that. So even if we're talking about today, hey, a potential layoff and how to handle it, you know, I think this is just good overall advice in your own personal situation. So, because again, studies are showing that you're, you might retire early or there's a high likelihood that you would. Um, and you might do it um, not because you want to, but for some of these other reasons. So again, being prepared, I think is going to be pretty big. Uh, so as we think about and you're analyzing your situation, you're thinking through the, your current employer, what are some of the things that these employers are doing uh, right now that are maybe not quite the layoff, but are showing signs that maybe they're in some financial trouble or that layoffs might be coming? Um, so I had a a couple doctors at the end of uh, this past year in 2022 get letters from their HR department kind of outlining a few of the changes that the hospital system that they worked for was making with their benefits. And I think this is probably the first place a lot of these employers are going to go to try to look at, hey, where can we save money before they actually go to a layoff? It makes sense, right? Well, yep. so what was uh, included in that letter was where they explained that their matching program to their retirement plan was actually getting cut by two thirds. I mean, that's oh, wow. a pretty significant that's amount of free cut. money that's off the table. You got yeah, it. Yeah. And something that they also put in there was that they're no longer going to be making those contributions to their retirement account on a out of every paycheck. They're actually switching to an annual funding of that matching contribution to retirement uh, for the employees, which might not seem like a big deal. But if you're an individual that's looking to retire in a particular year, and maybe you're like, hey, I'll work till November, I'll take off for the holidays and retire then. Okay, well, if you or your company switches their benefits program to an annual contribution, and you leave, and you're not there employed at the end of the year, well, some of those rules state that you have to be employed at the end of the year on December 31st to get those matching contributions. So as you think about that timing, um, well, hey, 
hey, do I want to give up a whole year of free matching contributions to my retirement plan just to retire two months before uh, the end of the year? So it can have some pretty big ramifications there. So, yeah, I could see that causing a lot of people to adjust. <laughs> right. Now, not every employer is going to maybe do it this way, but in their case, that's that's how those things were kind of kind of working down. And, and you kind of um, see those things as warning signs, right? Like, oh, a- absolutely. Right. They're, they're looking for places to, to save money. I mean, we've seen some pushing of those cost of living adjustments. If you get those annually, we've seen a couple of the hospital systems kind of push um, and delay uh, those typical uh, increases in pay as well. So, yes, I think those are all tall tale signs. I think another big one would be if you work for a company that has a pension and they go through and say, hey, we're going to offer uh, a one-time lump sum payout. I mean, I've seen this with a number of the employers in our area where they'll go through and say, hey, traditionally, we don't give you access to this particular retirement plan until you're retired, but we're going to give you the opportunity to say, if you want to go ahead and take that money and run, we'll, we'll let you do it. So what that does is it gets a huge um, liability off the books of the employer, and then the employee is able to take those benefits and roll them over to another retirement account or whatever. You know, we don't have enough time to kind of get down into the intricacies of that, but those pension lump sum offers, we've seen some employers all start to offer those and over the years offer them uh, for ways of saving money uh, as well. I think Kevin did a pretty good op- episode on that pension lump sum offers and how to analyze that. Uh, I think it was episode 106 if you want to go back and check that out. But um, well, pension... We, let, me, let me do my part. We will link to that in the show notes of today's episode. So <laughs> if you want enough. to check that out, we got I, an easy link I better link have got the it. episode right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do, it I'll double check it while we're, uh, while we're rolling. You said uh, 106. If that's 106. wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll pop in. Okay. We'll correct it at the end, right? Right. We, yeah. may, we might have to have some of these corrections at the end of every episode where you go through and say, hey, it's just slightly different than what Tyler like, had said. Like a, like a, um, like a newspaper. Close. We're going to have an ombudsman do reviews and issue corrections and things like that. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I watch PTI, um, which is a sports show that's on, and then they oh, yeah. do their errors yeah. and omissions at the end of every episode. That's then, right. So I don't know yeah. why that popped up in my mind, but it did. Um, so I, the, other, the other change to maybe be on the lookout for is early retiree packages um, and being offered. And again... Yeah, AT&T, I've been through this with Verizon and some of these other employers where they've offered their, a select number of employees early retirement packages to say, hey, you know, we'll make and sweeten the deal for you if you'd go ahead and, and potentially retire and they get some of that payroll off of the books. And if you look at those early retiree packages, uh, you know, they can, a lot of them are always standard, but there's two components, I think, that um, are in most of them. There's a severance component. Um, and as you look at severance, it's typically based off of your years of service and maybe a few other things. Things. And then there is a healthcare uh, component, and they might offer healthcare for a number of weeks after um, you would accept that severance package. And sometimes that healthcare can run congruent with COBRA. Sometimes it's completely separate, and then COBRA benefits would be um, after all that. But those are two of the main things I think are in most of those early retiree packages. There can be some other things like increased pension payouts. AT&T did that about, I think it was like eight years ago or so when they went through and did theirs. I've seen some things done with stock option plans and RSU plans and things like that as well. So there could be a host of different benefits or incentives um, that these employers are kind of set up to, um, you know, not push, but offer uh, individuals on the doorstep of retirement to, you know, kind of pull the trigger and, and, and pull it. And yes, you want to understand those benefits, but I think the most important thing is you got to be prepared if you get offered something like that. And this goes hand in hand if you get caught up in a layoff and being prepared for that. Um, a few years ago, uh, I was introduced uh, an individual, she was referred to me. 
And when she gave me a call and we were kind of talking through her situation a little bit, seeing if we wanted to set up a meeting, her main goal was she wanted to discuss a early retiree package that um, her company was offering her and see if, you know, does it make sense for her to take it? Let's just make heads or tails of it and just make sure she's making a good decision for herself. And, you know, she came in the office, we got through the meeting and, you know, very early on in that meeting, it was clear to me um, that she understood the benefits that were on the table and what the company was trying to do. I mean, she was a high level executive at a, a very large firm. She was extremely smart, intelligent, um, and, you know, really took the time to understand the benefit. But what was also clear by the end of that meeting was she wasn't in a position to accept the retiree package. And what I mean by that is her job had been a big portion of her life and she had not even thought about retirement. And then she gets this offer that was kind of thrown on her, thrown in her lap. And they said, hey, make a decision within about a month, I think is what she had as the time frame to do. You talk about a mind shift change on that. Well, it's tough uh, to get your mind wrapped around really it, right? really tough, yeah. Exactly. Um, and even though she could understand what they were offering, you know, this is a whole nother conversation as far as her trying to wrap her arms around, well, what am I going to do in retirement? What does it look like? She hadn't even gotten to the point of, you know, she, she could afford to retire if she wanted to, but she just hadn't even started down that journey. So she actually ended up just not taking the offer and continue to work. But from our meeting, she ended up actually coming on as a client. She hired us and, you know, we've been working together now for a few years. And I'm not kidding, more than a couple times she's come back after she's gotten a good handle and, and started to actually think about that transition. She's made comments saying, hey, I wish I would have taken that offer. But she wasn't in mm. the position to be able to accept it. That makes sense? Or it, 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 it does make sense. And it actually makes me think about our last episode, Tyler. You were talking about um, just the emergency fund piece of our conversation about cash. Mm -hmm. And the three months could be right for one group of people, six months right for another group of folks. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm in the – even though my situation probably matches the three-month side of the mm -hmm. equation – I feel more comfortable having that six months because, God forbid, if something did happen and, mm -hmm. you know, lost my job or went out of business or, you know, Connie loses mm -hmm. hers or something like that happens, mm -hmm. I would just feel personally more comfortable with more time to assess the situation and so that you don't just then jump into the next thing that comes along job-wise and actually be able to think mm -hmm. about how, what you want to do for your next move. And this is kind of similar to what this, this woman was going through. Like, it's a really short period of time to make kind of major oh, life is. decision changes. And, and a lot of times these things are really thrown on your lap. You know, in her situation, it was the offer. But you look back to some of the statistics we referred to earlier on. I mean, you know, um, you know, a health concern or uh, a layoff like that. Those are things that are just going to come and it's going to be out of the blue. And the more prepared that you are um, for those types of things, um, you know, it goes makes a whole world of difference uh, how those experience can kind of go for and, and what you end up doing from it. Um, so preparation, I think, is, is key. Now, if you're a company where actually gets caught up and you are caught up into a layoff you know what are some of the things that you need to be considering and i just want to make a general comment of course you want to know your rights maybe you want to have a lawyer take a look at the package you know, understand the severance pay how the benefits are going to work are you going to be eligible for unemployment are you not i mean those are some of the basic and high level things that probably should be running through your head as you're kind of going through that particular offer i think healthcare is a big one especially if you're before 65 and you don't have access to medicare it's like well what are you going to do for healthcare and what do your options look like um well cobra can be pretty expensive 
And uh, sometimes even what's offered on the individual healthcare network through the ACA, you know, those plans can be expensive as well, depending on your income level and so on and so forth. So, you know, understanding if something like that gets put in your lap, how you can work through the transition and how they're going to structure it, I think goes a, a long way with your comfortability. And once you can wrap your arms around that piece and what they're potentially offering you, then you kind of can make your decision and then move on with some of those other items that are going to need to be addressed as well. Because, you know, as you know, when you work for an employer, well, you're going to have a retirement account. Maybe you have some stock options. And you're going to have all these benefits and plans that you're going to have to decide, well, what do I want to do with them? Um, where are they going to go? Um, how do I manage them? You know, am I going to be you know, trying to look and go for a new position and immediately going in? You know, maybe you know, some individuals in the past I've worked with, you know, they just go into the consulting route and do their own business. You know, those are very different paths um, and very different um, solutions to those paths. So again, putting some thought into it, as you've heard probably through most of the podcasts that we do, um, it's almost like on repeat, right? Broken record. Being prepared and an understanding your options, I think, go hand in hand in a situation like this. Some things are worth repeating, and I think uh, <laughs> emphasizing that preparation. Whether is you want to key, hear it or not, right? You want to hear it or not, right? It's like, hey, preparation's key. Preparation and just thinking about it, you know, not not just taking the easiest answer and moving forward, but actually looking at what's best for you and your situation. So, all that I mm-hmm. think is just really critical, really helpful. So. Very good. Well, thanks for uh, the discussion on this today, Tyler. Really appreciate your help and uh, assistance on the show and getting us kind of thinking about, okay, maybe, maybe this could happen to me. You know, could this happen at my company? Um, you know, could I face a layoff as I near retirement? How would I react if it did happen? Um, these are good things that, if nothing else, just for the mental exercise so that if it does happen, mm-hmm. you're prepared um, to deal with it if you have a short time span that you've got to react to. Definitely worth thinking about. So I think this will get some people kind of just uh, at least, you know, bouncing that around up in the old noggin a little bit. And uh, if, if that's all that happens out of today's show, then then that's great. Um, that's yeah. And how was I? Episode 106? I was right. You were correct. Huh? I went back and checked. All right. So good deal. You Fair nailed enough. it. So, yes, we'll link to that uh, pension lump sum episode uh, 106 in the show notes. No, no errors or omissions today. You got it, it's man. A, success. Uh, a little housekeeping as usual. If you've got questions for Tyler, Kevin, and the great team at True Wealth Design, you can call 855-TWD-PLAN. They've got offices in Northeast Ohio, Southwest Florida, and the greater Pittsburgh area. 855-TWD-PLAN, again, the number to call, or go to truewealthdesign.com. We'll link to that in the description of today's show as well. And you can click on the Are We Right For You button to schedule a 15-minute call with an experienced advisor on the team. That's truewealthdesign.com. All right, Tyler, thanks for your help, and uh, we'll chat again soon. It's been great. Yep, we'll see everybody next time right back here on Retire Smarter. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.